It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. What's going on, everybody? Welcome in to another edition of the Locked On Eagles podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on? It's Louis DiBiase joining you on this Saturday edition of the podcast. We are one day away from Eagles Giants at Lincoln Financial Field as the four and six Eagles look to close the gap in the race for the NFC East division title. Yeah, we're at that point this year where we have to talk about the NFC East division title. Because the Eagles right now sitting at 4-6 and six, don't look too hot for a postseason berth. But after a big Thanksgiving victory for the Dallas Cowboys, that actually helps out the Philadelphia Eagles, which is crazy to say. I hope everybody enjoyed their Thanksgiving. Hope you enjoyed the Thanksgiving special on the Lockdown Eagles podcast if you missed that. Or the crossover edition with Lockdown Giants. Or any of our shows throughout the week, you can check them out at LockdownEagles.com or at Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio. Basically anywhere that you can find podcasts, Lockdown Eagles is up and available. So if you want to go hear my crazy bird takes or Gino Camilleri's, who is my co-host for people that maybe you're new to the show, those are all on our platforms. And follow us on Twitter as well, at LockdownBirds, at DiBiaseLOE, and at Gino underscore LOE. But yeah, it's crazy but I'm happy the Dallas Cow- the Cowboys got a victory. I that's never that's just in our DNA as Eagles fans to never want that team to win. But it helped the Eagles because now they're only a game back with a win tomorrow, of course. Which I know against the Giants it should be a gimme considering what this Eagles team's expect- expectations were this year. But the way they're playing, the way their health is looking right now, especially in the secondary, it is not a lock. But hypothetically, let's say. If they do what we expect them to do and take care of business at home and beat a bad, bad Giants football team, despite only being a game behind the Eagles, they are an inferior opponent. If they take care of business, they're only one game out of the NFC East. The lead for the NFC East. And you, you might be wondering, you might be saying to yourself right now, because I've seen this reaction on Twitter a lot when people bring up the playoffs still, is who cares? Draft position is more important. Why aren't we talking about what they need in the first round or with their two second-round picks? There's no point of making the playoffs. You might as well just get a better draft position. So maybe to you, you're asking, when you're listening to this podcast, why should we care how the Eagles can make the playoffs? Why should we care if they win the NFC East? Why should we be rooting against the Dallas Cowboys or the Washington Redskins? Well, I don't know about for everybody. And this draft is going to be very important for the Eagles. I am not blindsided to that. I am not oblivious to that fact. I understand that this next draft for the Eagles is big for their future to stay in contention for years to come. To continue to build off the youth and the this roster that's aging, that has a lot of money invested in it, I understand the importance of getting these cheap players that have a lot of potential coming in on rookie contracts. I totally get it. I am not ready to discuss next year's draft class. I am not there yet. Even at 4-6, and six, that is why I care about what's going on with Washington or with Dallas or why I care about how the why do the Eagles, you know, if the Eagles make the playoffs. 
I'm not ready for this window to be over with. I'm not there. And maybe maybe I'm nuts. But this Eagles team right now, at 4-6, and six, still has the NFC East in their sights. I'm not ready to give up on this window. This window, meaning this year, and really this, this roster. And this is why, and look, Howie Roseman, the moves he made, right? Trading for Michael Bennett. Letting Vinnie Curry and Bo Allen go, and instead bringing in an older guy who's more efficient in the pass rush, and Michael Bennett, trading for Golden Tate at the trade deadline, you know, extending all these, extending Timmy Jernigan last year and Alshon Jeffrey, right, and bringing back Jason Peters and Darren Sproles, which the Darren Sproles move looks terrible right now. But all these moves were because Howie and all of you out there, because I know, because I discussed it with the, all of you throughout the offseason, you all believed in this team as well as a team that could win another championship. And I'm still seeing those same players on the field right now. Not a lot of them because of the injuries. But if they, why I care about the NFC East crown, this is why. Because if they get in, they make the playoffs. If they make the playoffs with the health that they had to deal with, the, the lack of health on this roster, and they can get some of these guys healthy, heading into the playoffs, that matters more to me than draft position because I still think, still think, I'm still seeing those same players out there that were constructed by Howie Roseman that this roster was constructed around because Doug won a championship with them last year and because we all believe they could do it again. So, yeah, I care about draft position eventually. Talk to me in the offseason. If the Eagles make the playoffs or don't, we'll get into it then. But right now, I'm still about getting into the playoffs. Because some of, outside of injuries, a lot of the downfalls of this team have been because of this, the mistakes players are making that won a championship just a year ago. This isn't a Bills type of situation last year with Tyrod Taylor and LaShawn McCoy and Sean McDermott barely scrapping in, getting into a weak AFC playoff picture that had the Tennessee Titans in it who I like the Titans. I'm a supporter of Marcus Mariota and the Titans. But that team didn't deserve to make the playoffs last year, and they got in and the Bills. That's not the Eagles, where there's no point for the Eagles to get in. Because you look at the Bills last year, making the playoffs really hurt them, actually, because they had to trade up and go get their quarterback in the draft that they wanted, which was Josh Allen. Whereas if they were bad, they would have had a better draft position. That's not the Eagles. That's not the Philadelphia Eagles. That is not what we signed up for this year. And until the playoffs are out of the picture, I'm not giving up on that, and I'm not going to talk about the draft. We're not. I'm not at that point yet. I, I know a lot of you guys are because you're, and I understand it. You're you're looking on the field right now. You're seeing the product the Philadelphia Eagles are putting out there on offense. How terrible they are for the first couple quarters of the game, and then you're seeing the defense give away games late, and you're seeing the first starting five corners that are, were on this team all get injured. And you're seeing a Saints team that's a power in the NFC Conference that the Eagles are supposed to be competing with, and you saw them blow the roof off of the Superdome and destroy the Philadelphia Eagles last week. Put up over 40 points while the Eagles barely could put up one touchdown. So I I understand why you're not buying it. But with a win tomorrow, still a game back, I'm going to keep hoping that this team right now, with health coming back their way, getting some of their secondary members back, maybe getting someone else on the offensive side of the football, 
you know, getting the offensive line fully healthy. Maybe they can finally get in sync, get Doug Peterson and Carson Wentz clicking on all cylinders again. Until they're completely out of it, I'm going to care about this playoff picture. And it's also to save the NFL from Colt McCoy and Dak Prescott. Did you watch that game? You want that Washington team in the playoffs? We, as the Philadelphia Eagles, owe the NFL, owe the nation, all the fans out there of every team, we owe it to them to not allow one of those terrible teams to be playing in a playoff game. Because as bad as the Eagles have been this year, mostly by their own doing, those two teams can't hold a candle. Even though Dallas beat Philadelphia a couple weeks ago, I am still not buying into what Dallas is selling. And Washington, too. It's really up to, right now, Colt McCoy to hold off the Eagles and the Cowboys, which does not seem likely. Their schedule, they got a couple tough matchups coming up. Dallas has got some tough matchups coming up. The Eagles have three division games coming up. This is still in their control. They could be in first place in 11 days with a couple wins. The Eagles can still make the playoffs, and I, and I care about that. Because, again, I'm not ready to have this window close. I'm not. I know they've played 10 games. They have yet to win back-to-back football games. And it's a hard sell, too, to sell to you fans out there that they can go on a three-game win streak right now and regain first place in the East. And they can beat Washington twice, and they can beat Dallas. And they can get a win in those, you know, outside-of-division opponent matchups with the L.A. Rams and the Houston Texans. I understand it's a hard sell, but it's something I'm going to sell until they're mathematically out of the playoffs. I'm not ready to talk about the draft. I'm not. There's a reason that, you know, the Golden Tate trade has not worked out, but there's a reason that how he did it. We all believed in the players that are on the field right now. Maybe not Chandon Sullivan and Devontae Bosby, but how this roster was constructed this year. Yeah, they have, they have some things that they're going to have to worry about for the future. You know, in the next couple years, the way the roster's built right now might not be ideal. But guess what? It's not, we're not there yet. And there's really nothing we can do about that right now. So what we should do is take advantage of the roster plan that we did put in place, which was to win in the next couple years. You know, last year, this year, next year, right? That's why they brought in Michael Bennett. And that's why they brought in Golden Tate. And that's why that they brought back Jason Peters and they wanted Darren Sproles to contribute to this team. That's why they added Dallas Goddard to that passing attack. Because they believed that this roster could win another championship. So yeah, maybe maybe it's not as realistic as we thought heading into the season. They're probably not going to be able to compete with the Rams and the Saints. Those teams just look too powerful overall. But playoffs should still be in the cards. It's still something you should want because you never know. You never know. If the Eagles get hot down the stretch, they have a lot of those same players last year that were unstoppable, that even the New England Patriots, one of the best dynasties in football or in sports history, could not stop. So I'm not. I'm sorry. I'm not ready to talk about the draft yet. This is the Lockdown Eagles podcast. We're sponsored today by Action Heat. Guys, Action Heat makes the world's best battery-heated clothing, heat on demand, 
at the touch of a button, control your environment with Action Heat. They're engineered to safely and efficiently deliver heat via heating panels, similar to that of a heated car seat. They can reach temperatures of up to 135 degrees, and they're powered by rechargeable 5-volt lithium-ion batteries that last up to 12 hours on each charge. So Action Heat batteries can also be used to recharge your phone or any other gadget while you're wearing them. Perfect for any friend or family member on your holiday gift list. Great for anyone who works outdoors. we got those skiers out there, snowboarders, or anybody that loves the outdoors or hates being cold. Action Heat clothing provides toasty warmth and comfort for your whole body, including heating jackets, socks, gloves, hats, and even undergarments like heated base layer shirts and long johns, so you can stay warm and cozy from head to toe with Action Heat. We have a special deal for our Locked On Eagles listeners. To save 20% off your entire order, just go to actionheat.com slash lockdown to check out everything Action Heat has to offer. That's actionheat.com slash lockdown, or use the coupon code LOCKDOWN at checkout to save 20% off your order. Stay toasty warm while you enjoy all your outdoor activities this winter with Action Heat, and we thank them for sponsoring the Locked On Eagles podcast today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, everybody, welcome back to our final segment here on the Locked On Eagles podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So I mentioned Chandon Sullivan, Devontae Bosby, Cravion LeBlanc. These are all the starting corners for the Eagles tomorrow against Odell Beckham, one of the best receivers in football. The Eagles have had to deal with a lot of bad cornerback play in their history. So I thought it'd be fun now to bring up some of those names, some names that are going to make you cringe, going to make you laugh. I don't know. You decide what reaction you give, but we're going to play the CB game, the cornerback game here on the Lockdown Eagles podcast and bring up some names that maybe you haven't heard of in a while that were drastically changing the Eagles' results on defense because they were so terrible. There was a lot of them. Honestly, I went through this list and I was shocked at all the bad players that have gotten on the field for the Eagles at at this position. We start in 2016 with Leotis McKelvin. Leotis was a starter because Jim Schwartz loved him in Buffalo. Leotis was a tire fire. How about Nolan Carroll? Remember we liked Nolan Carroll for a while because he wasn't Bradley Fletcher or Kerry Williams, who I just made top top of the list as well. Bradley Fletcher, a.k.a. Burnt Toast. Remember that game against Des Bryant? In 2014, that really cost the Eagles a playoff spot. Really, Bradley Fletcher cost them a playoff spot. Those two, those two, when they were the starting outside corners, that was rock bottom for the Eagles at CB play. They were never as bad in the secondary on the outside as they were when they had those two starting. How about Eric Rowe, who was hoping to replace those guys? That's why they took him in the second round. Instead, he was getting... Jumped on by Elshon Jeffrey in the Super Bowl in the end zone for a touchdown. And the Patriots lost, as we all know. Eric Rowe makes the list. How about Curtis Marsh? Curtis Marsh, a former third-round pick. Andy Reid drafted him with Howie. They, he was a running back in college as well. 
They kind of he converted to corner, didn't really play that much in college, and then he never played in Philadelphia. And of course, I, before I keep going down the years, I cannot forget Byron Maxwell, the guy Chip Kelly paid big money to be their CB1, and he was terrible. Instantly from that the first game when he could not guard Julio Jones, I, I was thinking to myself, what have they done? But a silver lining to the Byron Maxwell signing. He ended up helping the Eagles get Carson Wentz. That's right, because Carson Wentz was drafted second overall. The Eagles went from 13 to 8 and then 8 to 2. But they first had to go from 13 to 8. And how they did that, they traded Byron Maxwell, Kiko Alonso, and the 13th overall pick to Miami for the 8th. So Byron Maxwell, in a way, kind of got us Carson Wentz. So there we go, Byron Maxwell, kind of a positive spin on this list. <laughs> Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. How about Namdi Asimo, the big fish that never was? I was so in on him. I spent $100 on his jersey the first time I was ever in Philadelphia. It's a really nice jersey, and I've never been able to wear it because it was so embarrassing. I feel like it's been a long enough time now where it's cool, right? I think it's funny now at this point. Because you can't wear, like I had a Kevin Cobb jersey. You can't wear that a year after he was traded to the Cardinals and he was terrible and we thought to ourselves, how did we think he was a franchise quarterback? But after a while, it becomes funny, right? So I feel like my Nandi jersey now, I'll put up a poll on, on Twitter and see if, if I'm allowed to wear that jersey yet because he was terrible. He made it two years into that, con that big contract that Howie Roseman gave him and then Chip Kelly kicks him to the curb. He went from being one of the best corners in the game immediately to one of the worst, and I've never seen such a drop-off. Ellis Hobbs. Ellis Hobbs had a uh, career-ending neck injury in 2010, but before that, he was the starting outside corner next to Asante Samuel after Sheldon Brown was gone. And then his replacement, who I'm about to name, was, I think you probably remember him because of how bad he was in that playoff run in 2010, Dimitri Patterson. <laughs> who kind of, Dimitri Patterson's kind of the reason that the dream team happened. Because then Howie Roseman went all in on investing in that position, trading for Dominique Rogers Cromartie. Remember, they got DRC in a second for Kevin Cobb. Still was a good trade, even though DRC wasn't that good. And then they signed Nandi Asimov. Despite already having DRC and, As and Asante, and another guy I'm going to mention in a second, they brought in Nambi Asimov. So, Dimitri Patterson, thanks a lot, bud. Brandon Hughes is a name that not a lot of people remember, but for those of you that do, he got a little bit of action on Sunday Night Football in, in uh, 2011, I think, and he actually stepped up. Brandon Hughes was someone, for some reason, I remember. He wore number 27. I don't know why he came into my mind, but I had to put him on the list. The name that I mentioned earlier that I was going to say, Husilio Hansen. So he's probably the, had the most success of any of these corners, with the Eagles at least, because Husilio was a pretty strong slot corner for a while. And he goes under the radar because right after him, Brandon Boykin beat him out in 2012, and Boykin instantly became one of the best slot corners in football when they got Boykin from Georgia. So Husilio Hansen, though, before that, pretty solid corner, but I bet you forgot about Husilio Hansen. Here's one that is kind of the Rizul Douglas of the early 2010s. 
Is that is that how you say it? the early 2010s? Right, the 2010s are an era. Well, that that's where Lindsay Lindley is in. Trevard Lindley. He was the Razul Douglas back then. I feel like people wanted to see what he had. Out of, he came out of Kentucky. I think he was a fourth-round pick. He was athletic, pretty fast. I think people thought maybe Lindley could be something, and I don't think he ever played. But just look at all some of these names. Lindley, Hughes, Dimitri Patterson, Ellis Hobbs, Eric Rowe, Namdi, Leotis McKelvin, Bradley Fletcher. I mean, the Eagles have had to deal with this type of cornerback play for over a decade now. And it's looking up. They have the youth, but... Now they're dealing with, on Sunday, Shannon Sullivan, Cravion LeBlanc, I almost didn't even say his name right, and Devontae Bosby. It's brutal. I don't know if I would rather have any of those guys. I probably would rather have all of those guys over who we're featuring this week. Apparently, you guys would rather have receivers play outside corner. I put up a poll. You guys are probably just, I mean, you're trolling because Eagles Twitter is the best. <laughs> and your sense of humor is great. I put up a poll. Nelson Aguilar and Golden Tater, Shannon Sullivan and Devontae Bosby at outside corner. 70% of you said Nelson and Golden. Love it. Gotta love it. Look, I think I think Malcolm Jenkins, I think Malcolm Jenkins has to play on Odell Beckham almost the entire game. And it's part of why the defensive line needs to come up big, too, is because they need to stop Saquon so Jenkins doesn't have to play as that third linebacker. Bradham and Hicks need to step up because I want Malcolm shadowing Odell Beckham. I'd rather have Trey Sullivan be in as that third safety and rather have him be a weak point down the field because I don't think Eli's going to push the ball down the field. I'd rather have that be the case than OBJ just exposing those three corners all game long, which is what he's going to do if Schwartz does not properly scheme this. They can play a lot of off coverage, a lot of zone, but I'm praying that Malcolm Jenkins is the guy that is on Beckham for the majority of the game. Hope you enjoyed the cornerback game. Thought it'd be fun to a little fun exercise. It was kind of painful thinking about some of those names, but yeah, the Eagles have had to deal with a lot of bad corner play, and now they're dealing with the injury bug there times 100. Chandon Sullivan is going to be CB1 tomorrow. Blows my mind. Blows my mind. All right, that's going to do it, everyone, for today's edition of the Lockdown Eagles podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Follow us on Twitter at LockdownBirds, at LOE and at Gino underscore LOE. My co-host, Gino Camilleri, he'll be back tomorrow on the recap show. Hopefully, we're recapping an Eagles win to get to 5-6 and six and one game back of the NFC East lead. So, for myself, Louis DiBiase signing off. This has been Locked on Eagles. Thanks for downloading. Thanks for listening. And let's go, Birds! If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked on NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. 
They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. 